Bibles to Psalm 13. I'm reading from NIV, Psalm 13. How long, Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I wrestle with my thoughts and day after day have sorrow in my heart? How long will my enemy triumph over me? Look on me and answer. <clears throat> Lord my God, give light to my eyes or I will sleep in death. And my enemy will say, I have overcome him. And my foes will rejoice when I fall. But I trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. I will sing the Lord's praise for he has been good to me. We really do not know <clears throat> what circumstances led David to write this psalm. Apparently it looks like his enemy has gotten victory over David. But not only that, at this moment of distress, David feels even God has forgotten him. <clears throat> and even God seems to be too far for him. This morning I want you to understand the situation in which David was singing this psalm. You know, this causes severe pain within David. And he was wrestling inside of him day and night. But during this pain, during this defeat, during this frustration of waiting and waiting, we see how David was behaving himself, how David was managing himself, even in the situation when he feels that everything is lost, even God has hidden his face from here, from him. And this morning, as we try to understand Psalm 13, that's going to help us to know how as children of God, we must behave ourselves in similar situations in our lives. As he comes to the end of the psalm, we realize that David is turning every pain caused by the delay, every pain that was caused by defeat, and every pain caused by the feeling of abandonment from God, he was turning everything into praise. Every pain is turned into praise. So this morning I'm titling my sermon as Turn It Into Praise. Can you say that with me? Turn it into praise. A little louder, please. Turn it into praise. You know, this morning God wants us to turn every pain into praise. Now, in order to structure my sermon, I want to divide Psalm 13 into four different sections as you see in the screen. So this will help us to identify ourselves with David to see how to handle such situation. Verses 1 and 2, David talks about the pain that he's going through because of waiting, because of delay, the kind of pain that he's going through in his life. Verses 3 and 4, he's coming to God in prayer. 
Sometimes he realized in his life, it is not enough that if I struggle within me, it is important that I bring everything to the feet of God. And verse 5, he starts proclaiming. He starts talking about the trust that he has in God. He talks, talks, starts talking about the joy that his salvation can bring in his life. And finally in verse 6 we see, he is bringing and he is turning every pain, every struggle, every defeat, every disappointment into praise. Hallelujah. This morning, God is telling us it is time that we turn every pain and every struggle into praise. This is not just David's life. In our own lives as children of God, we go through all these phases in our lives. When we face many difficulties in our lives, at times the pain is so deep inside of us. And we must know, as children of God, we must know. Can you say must? We must know how to turn that pain into praise. Hallelujah. This morning God is telling us it is time that we start knowing how to turn that pain into praise. You know, life becomes too heavy if you continue to carry the loads that life throws on your life. Life becomes too boring and frustrating if you do not know how to deal with pain at times in our lives. Right? Life becomes at times meaningless if you deal with, when you deal with delay, defeat, and frustration in our lives. You know, life becomes meaningless for us. At times even life chokes us. It doesn't even allow us to breathe in our lives if we don't release the pain in the form of praise. As children of God, we need to know how do we release those painful things in our lives in the form of praise. That's our objective here this morning. Let's read Psalm 13 verses 1 and 2. How long, Lord? Can you read that with me together? How long, Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I wrestle with my thoughts and day after day have sorrow in my heart? How long will my enemy triumph over me? How many times David is asking God, how long, O oh Lord? How long, O oh God? You know, I know some of you have been asking that same question in your life repeatedly. How long, O oh God? How long? How long? Pain caused by delay. Pain caused by defeat. Pain caused by disappointments that comes and strikes him in his thought, that comes and, you know, dwell in his heart as sorrow. And the voice of the defeat that he had in the battlefield was torturing David. It looks like God has forgotten David. It looks like God has hidden his face from him. Have you been in this state in your life forever? A time, any time? David is asking God, Lord, how long it is going to go? How long it is going to go in this way, oh God? I wonder how long I must wait. I know that, Lord God, I have to wait for God's timing. But my question is, how long? I know that, oh God, you would do everything beautiful in its time. But, Lord, my question is, how long? How long? I pray. I cry. I try to do everything that pleases you. But Lord God, how long do you expect me to do this? How long do you want me to do this, oh God? You ask me to seek your face. I seek your face every day. But at times I find that your face is hidden. At times I don't see your face. I don't see anything happening. You know, at times when God seems distant, your question is, how long? 
How long? David's question was, how long I have to wait? Are you not asking that question this morning? How long I have to wait? How long I have to wait, oh God? Today you face delay in everything. Years go by, months go by, days go by, but nothing is moving, nothing is happening. Delay from every direction, delay in getting the visa approved, delay in getting a proper employment, delay in getting even, getting, getting, you know, finding a right partner in our lives, delay in, you know, getting your children to this nation, your family to this nation. Everywhere, wherever we touch, we see delay. Sometimes even we want to go through a medical procedure, but there is a delay. Nothing is happening. Is it not the same in your life this morning? Worry concerning our future, concerning your unsettlement, concerning your children, a fear of facing tomorrow, fear of facing the coming days, fear of unknowns, torture our minds day in and day out. At night, even we don't sleep, we can't sleep because those things come and strike us. We want to come out of it, but we are helpless. We can't do it by ourselves. We lost that strength because we have been waiting and waiting for a long time. Now we don't have that strength to come out by ourselves. And the question that you are asking this morning is, how long? How long, oh God? We know that we are in a hurry and we know that God is not in, hurry, in a hurry. But that doesn't satisfy us. That doesn't help us. At times we rush, but God waits. But that doesn't help us. Again, we ask the question, how long? How long? It has been an exhausting battle for us. It is a self-defeating pattern of hopelessness, repeating one after the other in our lives. Terrible thought of negativism gets built in our lives. And this morning, that causes so much of pain in your heart. And you're asking, how long, oh God? In the first two verses, David is expressing his pain over his situation of defeat of delay, of disappointments. Let's go further. Verses 3 and 4. Look on me and answer. Lord my God, we see the frustration of David in these words. He has been waiting and waiting and he has come to a point and he's telling Lord, look on me and speak. I don't want to hear that strange voice from somewhere. I want you to look on me. Give light to my eyes, or I will sleep in death. And I, my enemy will say, I have overcome him. And my foes will rejoice when I fall. David was going through his pain. And now he is coming to God. And he realized that it is enough that I have expressed my pain and my agony to God. Let me come back to God. Let me turn back to God with an attitude of prayer. Prayer works. Prayer works. He's forcing God to gain God's attention in his life. And he's telling him, look on me and answer. You remember in verse 2, David had thoughts. Mind-bothering thoughts. And his heart was filled with sorrow. Now he needs deliverance from those things that he has been going through. You know, when someone is in that situation, 
He doesn't need a physical deliverance, but he needs a spiritual deliverance or an emotional deliverance. You know, at times life takes us to that point where physically we are fit, but spiritually and emotionally we are down, we are weak. And what we need is a spiritual deliverance is David is looking for. And he is looking for a spiritual breakthrough at this moment, an emotional breakthrough at this moment. What we think in our heart and what we conceive in our mind is what we are going to be. I'll say that again. What we think in our heart and what we conceive in our mind is what we are going to be. Proverbs 23, 7 says, For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. As he thinks in his heart, so is he. If your mind is unstable, your life is unstable. If your mind, if your inner man needs to be strengthened, you feel weakness. If that there is no strength in your, in, your, in your inner man, you feel weakness everywhere in your life. We need strength in our inner man so that we can function normally. You know how many of us are dysfunctioning in our lives in different parts of our life because we lost that emotional strength inside of us and this morning God is talking to you. The delay has caused so much of damage in our lives and God is speaking to you this morning. Someone may be handy, handicapped. Someone may be handling emotional challenges. Someone may be even dealing with the terminal illnesses. But the person may be able to function normally if his mind is strong enough. You know, if we are strong enough inside, no matter what we go through externally outside, we will have strength to handle everything. This morning, God is calling you. God wants you to function normally. God wants you to function like anybody else may function. Why you need to go through that dysfunction in your life? This morning, God is speaking to you. So David is praying here, give light to my eyes or I will sleep in death. Another version says, enlighten my eyes. Give light to my eyes. He's saying, help me to see. My problem is I'm not able to see anything. That's the same problem that you are dealing with. You are not able to see anything. You are not able to see. We want to see. And you're asking God this morning, give light to my eyes. God is telling this morning, you may be traveling through the tunnel. You may not see light, but there is a time that God is going to show light. The moment you move, the moment you come out of the tunnel, David is praying to God for hope. Give me a little light that simply tells us, give me a little hope. Give me a little assurance, God, that things are going to happen in my life. That's what David is asking. Give me a little hope. I will hold on to it. You know, how many of us at times just look for that, that little hope? At times when life is hopeless, we just look for that little hope on which we can hold on. David is exactly asking, Lord, give me a little hope, little assurance. The things that I have been waiting is going to come true one day. The things that you have been waiting for such a long time, God is going to bring those things in your lives. God is going to settle you. God is going to solve your family issues. God is going to, you know, remove all the misunderstanding and concerns that you may have. God is going to remove all the health issues financially. God is going to bless you. But the day is coming. But until then, you need something to hold on. That's what exactly David is asking. But all that we need is a little faith. 
and little hope. Give me light. Give me hope. Help me to see what is coming. Help me to see what is ahead of me. And God is telling us this, this morning, there are areas in our lives that we have been waiting. That we have been waiting. But all that you need today is hope and assurance that God will do it. And before we leave from this place this morning, that I believe that God will give you that assurance. He will not allow your enemies to rejoice over you. He will not put you into shame. That's the word of God. Let's read from Joel chapter 2 verse 27. Word of God says, then you shall know. Can you read that with me? Then you shall know that I am in the midst of Israel. You know, God is in the midst of you. God is with you. I am the Lord your God and there is no other. My people shall never be put to shame. You know, it appears to be a shame now. It appears to be a shameful thing because in your case, everything is delayed. In somebody else's case, everything is happening. It appears to be a shame in your life. But God is telling you this morning from Joel chapter 2 verse 27, I will, my people shall never be put to shame. God wants us to trust him. God wants us to come take a step and move forward closer to him. It's enough. The days that we walked away from God, God is calling you. God is calling you to come to him. Psalm 13 verse 5. But I trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. We talked about pain. We talked about prayer. And now David is proclaiming and what is he proclaiming? He says in verse 5, I trust in your unfailing love. A proclamation. That's what needs to come out from a child of God. Not complaints, not murmurs, but a proclamation saying that I trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. I trust in your unfailing love. David cried to God concerning his pain. And he asked, how long, oh God? How long? Then he prayed to God, asking him to show a little assurance, a little hope, so that he can hold on to it and see and move forward. Now he suddenly realized, it's not worth thinking about my pain. It's not worth thinking about my struggles. It is better to think about God. There are certain things that we can't do in our lives. And the more and more you keep thinking about those things in your life, it's not going to help. But God wants us to think about God, what he can do in our lives. David really realized his inability to see those good days in his life without waiting, without waiting for the timing of God. David realized that the battle that, he is in, that he's going through in his mind is not going to stop unless he sees the light unless he sees the hope concerning future when he realized his inability david understood really it is better to trust in god and to rejoice in god you know as children of god when we go through terrible situation in our lives god expects us to come back and trust on him and rejoice in him and rejoice in him then David proclaimed saying that, but I trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. Two things David is talking about. They are very significant this morning. Two important aspects of human life. If you lose them, 
Life is going to be a trouble. If you lose these two important aspects that David is talking about in verse 5, it can easily take us into depression. What are those? Trust, hope, faith, assurance, or confidence. Secondly, joy. Trust or hope that enables you to look for your tomorrow. Joy that gives you satisfaction of living each day. Think about it, if you don't have hope for tomorrow, if you don't have the satisfaction of living each day, the question is why are we alive on the face of this earth? Obviously you will be taken into depression. This morning David is crying out to God and a child of God will never fall into depression. A child of God can never afford to fall himself or herself put into depression. David would have gone through many things in his life. We are not going through what David has gone through in his life. But how quickly in one psalm he is able to turn everything, every struggle, every pain into praise. You know, that's what God expects in your life and my life. Otherwise, we can't handle this life. As I said, this life is not worth. This world is not worth. This, the, 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 the life that we are having on this face of this earth is incapable of handling the challenges this world is, can throw on your life. When life is too hard on you, no end seems to be coming for your waiting. Many times at times we get frustrated. Many times we get frustrated and we lose our hope. God is asking us to do two things. Trust in his unfailing love. I just want to talk a little bit about his unfailing love. What is that? The love of God that we receive even when we don't love ourselves. The love of God that we receive even when we don't love our situation and love the people that we have around us. The love of God that we receive, even we don't love him back. Unfailing love. Unfailing love. Many times we are in that situation. We don't have time to love him. We don't take time to love him. But his love continues. The faithful love. Unfailing love. The love that doesn't expect, unconditional love. God is asking you to put in, put your trust in Him because the only one can do it. Only one can do it. Your spouse cannot love you that much. Keep doing what keeps irritating your spouse for a couple of days, a couple of months, a couple of years. You will get a divorce notice. Nobody can handle you. Nobody can handle us. There is no human love that can do what God's love can do. Irrespective of what we do, He loves us. That simply means it's worth trusting that love. Do you say that I don't have anybody to love me? Do you say that I can't trust anybody? I can't trust anybody. I keep hearing this from people. I don't trust anybody. I don't trust anybody because people change. You are 100% true. Nobody is offended when you say that. That is very true. God's love is unfailing love. 
When God is asking you to rejoice in his salvation, David says, I will put my trust in God because of his unfailing love and I will rejoice in his salvation. Only God can deliver us. Only God can save us from our situation. Only God can save us from our enemies. Only God can save us eternally. And God wants us to rejoice in his salvation. Many times we lose joy by looking at the situation. But God is telling you this morning, look into God. Look into my salvation, what I can do for you. Trust in me. Trust in that unfailing love. And draw joy out of my salvation that I can provide. His salvation doesn't depend on our situation. His, his salvation doesn't depend on our strength. The solution to our problems cannot be a natural one. It must be a supernatural one. If it is a natural one, you would already received it. If the blessing, the blessing that you are looking for in your life, it's not a natural blessing. If that is a natural blessing, you would have already had it. The reason why you are not having it, because God is already preparing something for you. And God wants you to trust him. God wants you to rejoice in him so that your blessing, the supernatural blessing can come only from God. David cried out to God, then he prayed and asked for hope. Then he declared the trust he has in God and joy that comes out of his salvation. And finally, David is turning everything into praise. Verse 6, I will sing the Lord's praise for he has been good to me. I will sing the Lord's praise for he has been good to me. David brought all his complaints and all his petitions and threw everything at the Lord. Then he realized his inability to do anything ahead of him, anything that is in future. And day by day, he found that he was losing the trust. He was losing the joy that he had in the Lord. Our life is in the same way. Whatever I'm talking to you this morning, it's all applicable to our lives too. And now finally, one day he realized, why don't I turn everything into praise? David fell down many times in life, you know that. But the only reason he could stand up again is simply because he was a man of praise. He was a man of praise. Listen to me. This morning we are going to conclude soon. David went down in his frustrations many times and even he was depressed. But the reason, only reason he could come out of his depression was he was a man of praise. David overcame many challenges in his life because he knew how to praise his God. He was capable of turning every frustration, capable of turning every disappointment, every failure, every delay that is so true to your life. He was capable of turning everything into praise. God wants us to do it. In the current situation that we are in today, God's word wants you to do it because praise is powerful. Delay is painful, waiting is painful, defeat is painful, but praise is powerful. Praise breaks the bondages, praise sets us free, praise gives us victory, 
Praise removes sadness from our lives. Praise moves the heart of God. There is so much more praise can do. Praise brings down miracles from God. Praise can bring down Jericho walls. Praise can make the chains to break. Praise can bring the prison cells down, open, and all the captives can be set free. What else? There are many things praise can do in your life, and we do not know the inherent potential and the power of praise. God wants to turn, wants you to turn everything into praise. Instead of complaining, shall we turn our complaints to praise? Instead of telling men, instead of sharing with people and trying to get their sympathy, can we try, can we turn everything into praise? Instead of thinking about and worrying about those things, can you turn everything into praise? Instead of spending many hours, many hours in phone call, can you turn the time into a time that we praise God? Instead of crying over it over and over again, shall we turn those things to praise? This morning we are going to close. When David praised God, he says in the psalm that Monica read, Psalm 30, verse 11 and 12, You have turned for me my morning into dancing. You have put on my sackcloth and clothed me with gladness. Verse 12, to the end that my glory may sing praise to you and not be silent. O Lord my God, I will give you thanks forever. God is about to remove your situation. God is about to remove your sadness today. God is about to clothe you with joy. God is about to remove your sad, sadness today. God wants to clothe you with the joy this morning. Shall we just get into a time of prayer? Shall we just get into a time of prayer? Just want to quickly summarize. David brought his complaints. David brought his pain. If you only can just stand together. David brought his petitions to the Lord. And as he came closer to God, as he started speaking to God, he realized his inability of waiting. He realized that he is no more capable of waiting. He realized that his inability to hope for a better future because he lost that ability. You know, at times, waiting can take a toll on your life and you will lose everything in your life and you feel that you are totally powerless, totally incapable of doing anything. That's what exactly David did. Day by day, he was losing and he was losing his trust and joy on the Lord. But one day, he turned every frustration, he turned every defeat, every disappointment, every failure into praise. You know, that's what God expects you to do this morning. Shall we just close our eyes and get into a time of prayer this morning? <music>